LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. This is the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast hosted by LifeWay. Ron's mission is to help church leaders become better leaders. I'm your host, Chandler Benoy, and Ron, in this episode, we're talking specifically how to change an already established culture. Now, you've done this a few times, haven't you? I have. (laughs) uh, You know, in addition to uh, church planting where you get to create the culture, and I love doing that, I've had the honor of pastoring a few churches over 100 years old. And, uh, you know, with... Church planning, again, you establish the culture. In established churches, a lot of times the culture needs to be changed because it's what's there hasn't been working, which is why they need why they need a turnaround. And um, so I know what it's like to turn around a, a culture, and uh, and just in all frankness, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, um, it it really is. And you, you know, and every um, leader brings their own flair to culture also and so if if you're a newer leader or you've been there um you know in a hundred year old church even if you've been there five years you haven't been there long in their history you know and so even coming into that um that culture has been established a long time before you were there and the turn is 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 sometimes very difficult yeah, like you're talking about church planting, you're you're getting to run and create the culture from ground zero. Yeah. You've been there a year and you've been there forever. Right. But you're talking about, man, I've jumped into a hundred year old churches yeah. and your five year tenure there is nothing on That's the right. radar. That's exactly right. So, so yeah. somebody's maybe in that situation, they're processing what that looks like. Mm. Maybe they're about to jump into that situation. How do you take an existing culture, which like we're talking about, it may be decades old, and turn it into a new culture? Well, a few things. First, figure out where the culture most needs to be changed. Um, you know, you and, and I would say this to to uh, you can't change everything. Some things about the church are just simply going to exist because it's it's it'll it'll take a long, long time to change some of that culture. And maybe you don't even need to. So figure out where the culture most needs to be changed first. Um and I would say this, you're, you're a, I would say a young pastor, um, young pastors, the and, and maybe new pastors come in with somewhat. It's not idealism, but it, it is uh, it is a hopefulness that we're going to take we're going to champion the world. You know, and that's great. And I love that. I love the enthusiasm of that. I love the passion of that. You're not going to be able to do all of it. You know, you're just not. And so um, figure out where the the culture needs to be changed the most. If it's a, a culture, for example, one of the things that I have done several times is, is I, I call it discovering the church's greatest sins. Um, if, for example, if, if this is a, a culture of very self-centeredness, okay, that's not biblical. So we're going to have to address that. Uh, I, I actually talked um, for a number of times that we've had conversations about one particular church that has racist uh, tendencies. That's that that's against the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got to if, if I'm speaking into that culture, that has to change. So figure out what has to change. It, it could be a culture of of um, of um, arrogance, you know, or a culture of of. Just if there is a culture and and you may have to figure out if the 
church can even be changed, you know. For sure, yeah. But if there's a culture there of of constantly eating the pastor's lunch, you know, every Sunday, and so you just have a, a, a revolving door of pastors that, you know, you, they last a year, 18 months, and then they're gone, something in that culture needs to be changed if the church has any f- hope for the future. And so find out where it first needs to be changed before you go um, changing a bunch of things. Yeah. I hear I hear you with the advice to new pastors and young pastors, and I think somebody in that situation could look at a church that, you know, is uh, an older church and they see all the potential. But what they're thinking is, like you talked about that idealistic scenario where I know my vision and I know what I want to make this, and I'm just going to come in as if it was a blank slate. Right. And you're not even surveying and saying, well, what is the culture? Yeah. I think of yeah. – uh, you know, college football or sports. When you mm, take over mm. a team, a coach can just say, well, we're going to be this. And it's like, I'm a Tennessee football fan. It's like, right. well, do you know the last 15 years yeah. of what we've yeah. been through? Like, you need to know that. Right, right. Um, and you need to know that it's not going to be just this quick turning of the ship. Yeah. Um, so and I know we'll get into a little bit more of this, but if you are sometimes even in the interview process, you're mm. trying to figure out how do you go about figuring out the culture mm. when you're not there yet? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question, and I wish I knew the answer to that. <laughs> it would have saved me a few times, right. you know. Uh, I, I what I would say to that question actually is, you'll never get the whole story mm-hmm. until you're on the ground. Yeah, and and that's not necessarily anyone's fault. Uh, I, I like to say search teams sometimes make good liars, you know, mm-hmm. and and I, I say that totally jokingly. Yeah, uh, they don't know what to tell you, and they don't know, and and they are in the pot, so they're the they're the frog in the kettle, and in, and in their mind, everything looks okay. You know, um, uh, I've shared the story so many times of when a church that we were at had been in steep decline, and somebody there said, "Oh, I think we've lost a few people, but we haven't had any decline." I'm like, "But have you seen the numbers? <laughs> numbers no lie." And they just couldn't see it. You know, so I don't know that you can fully get the the answer um, before you get there, but I do think it's helpful um, to ask the right questions, uh, to ask good questions like, "Why did the last pastor leave?" And maybe ask the last pastor. Mm-hmm. If you talk to a church and they tell you, "Well, don't talk to the last pastor; he's not going to give you a good story." Okay, I'm going to talk to him then for yeah. sure. You know, so ask uh, ask people in the community. Perhaps what what is your impression of this church and what? Um, so just ask good questions and and uh, and ask enough. And uh, if you know, and most of the time you do because you. And I've got a list of these questions to ask a church on my blog um, somewhere of of what I would do. I think 25 questions that I would ask the 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 church. But I would, um, if you know there's a story there, and most of the time you do, you want to fully bet that. And then you want to know, go into it with the reality that most likely I'm not going to know everything. That's helpful. Let's face it, you didn't become a pastor to be an accountant, and you didn't attend seminary to learn about software. Still, managing money is crucial for any thriving organization, which means if you're doing anything wrong, then you're risking the financial health and viability of your church. Thankfully, our friends at Belay know this well. Belay, an innovative staffing solution with over 10 years of experience serving churches, has successfully matched thousands of organizations with experienced US-based virtual bookkeepers, virtual assistants, and 
and social media strategists. And they are offering all of our podcast listeners a free download of their resource, Five Ways a Church Bookkeeper Can Transform Your Day, which shares the five most positive changes that will come out of hiring a bookkeeper for your church. So just text LIFEWAY to 55123, that's L-I-F-E-W-A-Y to 55123 for your free download. And if you do so, you will be one step closer to reclaiming precious time every week to do what only you can do. Now, back to the podcast. What about number two? Figure out what's working that you can build upon. So you're discovering this culture. There's, if there's never been anything good about the church, run. You know, just just run quickly. You know, but uh, in church revitalization, I like to use the phrase "rediscover, don't reinvent," because it's it's very arrogant as a leader for me to assume nothing good was ever done about at the church, or there's never been a good season. If it's over a hundred years old, there's been some good seasons, yeah. and. And, and so don't assume you're going to have to do away with everything. Learn some things that you can build from and that maybe aren't working as well as they could be, but that's a good part of, of, of the established church and culture. Um, we did the, the one, and I've rediscovered this in two different churches, was just a heart for missions. Uh, and again, maybe they weren't doing as much as as they could have done, but uh, and that's just because things were hard. Uh, maybe didn't have the resources, didn't have the people. But if you can get a hold of that again and put some energy there, you'll see people get behind that because it's already a part of their established mm-hmm. culture. Yep, they'll remember what it was like back then. That's and right. Be reengaged. Now, what if what if you discover something that maybe was not a part of your vision mm. is a part of the history. Yeah. Is that something that you should run away from or should you step into it and be like, we're going to recast the vision in a different way because of this? Well, again, there's some things you can't change everything about it. So yep. it can't look just like you if it's mm-hmm. over a hundred years old. So some of that I want to know on the front end as much as I can. I'm walking in knowing if you, and I would say this, I think this is a great question uh, because there's some out there that are trying to revitalize churches. Just know this, you're you're accepting some of them when you walk in. It's like marrying into a family. You're getting the family, right? <laughs> you're getting the family. And, yeah. and you're not going to be able to, well, I'm going to come into this family and everybody's going to change it. No, you're not going to change everything about that. So you got to know that. you got to be okay with that. Yep. Um, and, and, and plus, even if it needs to be changed, it may take years to get there, you know, and a lot of hard work to get there. But so you got to accept some of that. But I would say, um, uh, ask myself: Is it something that is kingdom minded and 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 has the potential to do what ultimately we're called to do? And that's make more disciples. If it does, yeah, press into it with them. You know, okay, that's fine. And and I also like to say, build over in the margins. Uh, so, in other words. Um, and I've got a whole grid I like to use here of what things you look at and address when you're talking about things we're going to change. If it has very little impact and doesn't require a lot of your attention, let it keep going. It's it's okay. So the, the, the knitting club wants to get together on Thursday mornings at 9 o'clock in the parlor. Go for it. You know, we're not going to put a lot of energy into that, but we're not killing it either because it's not hurting anything. Um, but if it is taking energy away from the vision, then you may have to have those harder conversations. Yeah. 
What about number three? Once you kind of discover these things, what's next? Well, begin to get somewhat of a vision for the future. What is what does the future look like? And then you can start creating strategic steps towards that that future. So, um, you know, you, you've got some things to build upon. Let's p- start putting some teeth to that. Uh, and and uh, and that's where you want to get the uh, the sharpest strategist in the room and start caving, carving out, um, uh, you know, the, some some of the things that we can work on, where we can get some easy wins, some low-hanging fruit, all those sort of things. But that's where effective change management starts to take place, and you really begin to influence um, the, the, uh, the church and the culture that you're trying to build upon. All right. Once you get that vision, how do you roll it out? You communicate. This is number four. You communicate, communicate, and then communicate again. Um, Craft the vision well and then spread it wide and often. Uh, you you simply can't over-communicate during this early building stage. Um, when you think you've shared it too much, share it again and again and again. Uh, you know, we uh, we landed on, um, uh, at, at our last church, three words, gather, grow, and serve. And it was new. It was... Um, Something our team was excited about, and those that built it were excited about. We're, we're going to budget around this. We're going to budget around gather and grow and serve. But, but nobody knew it. Mm-hmm. And so we had to repeat that over and over and over. It had to be said every Sunday. It had to be said in different places. It had to be hanging on the walls. It just had to be over and over and over again. This is how we're going to carry out the vision in the next, you know, for however long. I mean, thankfully, they're still using it. But, but um and that may change in time, you know, yeah. uh, but while it's what we believe in, keep saying it over and over and over again. I heard someone say, and it was once you feel like you've said it over and over again to your staff, they've just heard it for the first time. Yeah. And then once your staff just heard it, your, you know, your congregation has heard it for the first time. So it just takes time for it to sit in and you're going to feel like you're living in it. Right. And you're, you're hearing it over and over again. But oftentimes people who may come, you know, three, two yeah. or three times uh, a month or they're not really plugged in, it takes repetition That's and right. for you guys to bang the drum over and over again to communicate it. All right. Number five. This is the hardest one. Uh, but the final one is uh, steadfastly work the plan. So you've built this plan. Um, it will take longer than most leaders hope it will. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens, Chandler, is a lot of these, a lot of times, uh, visionary leaders, um, A-type leaders, however you want to call that, uh, people wired like me. Uh, I'm an Enneagram 8, let's run, you know. Uh, but a lot of times that type of leader gets bored too soon with the work and the work takes time it just does it's it's the grind you know it's it's the it's it it it, i love a new vision i love change i love uh you know something that's exciting and build a momentum and you need some of that but mostly you just need okay we have a plan let's work it because a lot of times the turn is just on the other side of of the hardest part and, and so just keep at it. Uh, protect your soul during this process. Take frequent periods of rest. Uh, surround yourself with some encouragers, but stick with it. Um, if, if, you, if you took the time, all the other steps we just uh, talked about and built a good plan, don't throw the plan away too soon. 
keep working it and until you see the change. Very helpful. Well, Ron, thanks for walking us through how to change an already established culture. Mm. And we hope this is helpful to you and your leadership if you're in that stage or maybe you're processing what that might look like. If it was helpful, we'd love for you to, to leave us a rating and review on iTunes so other leaders like yourself can find the podcast and run. There's also opportunities outside the podcast for you to be able to help leaders. Yeah. You know, I've got this 5T leadership. One of them is turnarounds. And so if you're in the the throes of church revitalization, you just need somebody to come alongside, be an outside voice, um, uh, see some things maybe you can't see right now and just help you walk through some of these, even some of these steps that we talked about. I'd love to do that. Just on on, uh, ronedmondson.com, just use the contact bar there and and I'll be glad to have a conversation with you. Awesome. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. For more information about Ron, check out ronedmondson.com. For more leadership resources from Lifeway, check out leadership.lifeway.com. Thank you.